But anywho, man, before we get this show started, I got to ask y'all, as I always do, how was y'all weekend? What did y'all get into? Uh, weekend was chill, man. Did pretty much nothing, which is always a, a good weekend. I planned on doing nothing and I stuck by it for the most part. You know, just uh, worked on a couple of things internally and, you know, the facts over X page almost affiliated me. Hey, we almost affiliated. We almost affiliated. Listen, if you ain't liking, su- subscribing, sharing, and telling your friends to like, share, and subscribe, we're going to have some issues, all right? Because we we this close to affiliate. We this close. So y- y'all got to get us there. Anywho, Chris, what, what was on with your weekend, man? What's what's up with you? Nothing, man. I did a lot of chill. I went to went out Saturday, but it was chill. I ain't really do nothing. I've been chilling, man, chilling. I'm just working on getting back in shape, man, so I can go play for, like, rec league, something like that while I'm out here with nobody. Hey, man, you might want to try to get one of them 10-day contracts. You know what I mean? You about, you about what, 6'5"? You about 6'5"? You got uh, hey, I'm 6'3 in, like, a, a quarter. 6'3 like in a quarter? Hey, hey, listen, man, you know what I mean? Kyle Lowry's still running up a check. You could do it, bro. You could. Nah, I'm messing around. I'm oh, messing. No, no Kyle Lowry slander. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's my guy. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. We done seen plenty of guards who ain't been the most athletic. Yeah, you know I mean, Andre Miller oh. played for two decades. If I had a dollar for every time I heard Kyle Lowry is my guy, I'd have a dollar. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Kyle Lowry is oh. my guy. Oh That's, my god! If Kyle Lowry was on the Lakers right now. He'd be getting praise, praise. Oh praise. my lord! That man said, "I'd have a dollar." Lord Jesus, Blanco, <laughs> what's going on, baby? You always pulling up, always showing love. Good to see you here. Well, we we got to get into this show because it's a lot going on, and and this time. You know, this Facts Over Acts worldwide this time, all right? Normally, we keep it stateside because we got the finals going on, and we got to get into that. We got to get into that. But also, I mean, Jesus Christ, the the Team USA losing to Nigeria in their first exhibition after this was allegedly what a lot of players agreed to rush the season back for. We're going to have to discuss that as well. And then we get into uh, Conor McGregor hitting the my leg. Uh, he did a little bit of his his leg kind of went out from under him there. And um, why doesn't the Major League Baseball, uh, why doesn't MLB, why, why, why are you not marketing your talent? Because, you know, uh, some very xenophobic content. Some very xenophobic comments from Stephen A. Smith um, sparked this discussion, but very seriously, the MLB has probably four players that are the greatest we've seen in some time as far as like marketability, and they're doing nothing with them. They're doing nothing. Mike Trout is Captain America on the baseball field, and they're just like, "Here's Mike." So we got to we we're gonna discuss that as well. That's all good to y'all. Sounds good to me. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, we got to get into this show, but before we do, let's get into these introductions. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Garden in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the male to plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that's me. What's up, y'all? Take a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. And the first thing that we got to get into is these finals. Now, the Suns took a defensive 2-0 lead to start it. Boom, Milwaukee strikes back at home. So far, no home team has lost a game. With that being said, 
what are y'all first takeaways from these first three games so far? Um, what well, the takeaway I have is teams took care took care of home court, um, which they're supposed to do. I don't like it. I wouldn't say it's something that's necessarily recent, but I just don't like in the sports media or in general, everybody tends to have this overreaction um, when it comes to basketball series, especially in situations like this, where it's two teams that we didn't expect to see in the finals and it's not a clear cut favorite. Um, in, in basketball, you play a seven game series for a reason. There's a lot more basketball left to be played. I'm still going to stick with my pick saying that the Bucks are going to win just because I think they pull out another win in Milwaukee, and that helps players that play awfully, that we know have some skill. I have certain things to say about the contracts that they're getting paid, but you got players like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday that we know have ability, and they've been playing under their ability, but at the same time, you have players like Devin Booker and Chris Ball, where we know what they were able to do in game one or two, and they didn't perform in game three. So I think um, from this point forward in the series, we're going to see a lot closer and a lot tougher basketball being played because this is a stage that none of these players have been on before with the exception of Jake Crowder. And we're going to get to see what both of these teams look like at full confidence. And at the same time, I, I don't see Giannis slowing down. And that was part of my reason I had the Bucks winning this series because what Giannis did in game two and game three, it's nobody on Phoenix is going to stop him from getting 40 if he wants to. You know, you know, there's there's things to be talked about there. There's things to be talked about. JFF, we we have intentionally decided to abstain from talking about Euro Cup because the young men who are catching that, that vitriol and the monkey emojis, I don't think that the people who are doing that are our target audience, and I don't think they're going to be listening. <laughs> so, like, we could say some things about it. And but also, we're gonna... are we surprised? Exactly. It's the Euro it, Cup. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's England. Like, people think American racism is bad. England kind of started this barbecue business. Like, let's it's, be it's, honest. It's the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was a reason that the sun never set on the British Empire. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Chris, what, what's your front takeaway from these first three games of the finals, man? Uh, straight up. I mean, like I said, I said last week that if the, if the Bucks get Giannis back, I'll take in the Bucks because you think he's the best player in the series. And he's shown he's the best player in the series. I don't know why the Suns, uh, the first game, it seemed like Giannis was just getting his feel for the game. I think he, he took a page out of like some of the greats that we've seen and he used that as like a fill out game. Um, the Suns refused to put a wall up against him though. I think that's a little weird. I, I, I honestly think that's, that's been proven several times that it works against Giannis and, and they haven't done that. They've been letting Aiden straight up just check him. And I'm sorry, but seven feet and dribble and, and can step around somebody like Giannis, one person can't guard that. But you can't I, guard you can't guard all time greats. I'm sorry. You know, what the more that I watch this series, the more I am reminded of uh the 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 defense that both Popovich and that was Rick Carlisle, the, the head coach of the uh of the Mavericks when they won that championship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The defense that Rick Carlisle employed, both of those guys employed against LeBron. LeBron was a better shooter then than Giannis is now. And, like, they were, like, boxing one. And everybody was like, what? What? Are you running zone in the NBA? And they are like, <laughs> yeah, beat it. 
And the Heat had no answers for it. Honestly, if I'm Monty Williams, that's what I'm doing. I'm saying, hey. I mean, and the thing is, when Aiden wasn't in the game, they was switching the zone. But Jay Crowder at the five against Giannis? I'll tell you what. If I'm him, I'm saying do not, nobody, if Giannis has the ball, do not step above the free throw line. Don't step above the free. Giannis pump faked the three. And DeAndre Aiden bit, and I was just like, huh? <laughs> huh? Bro, come on, man. That's it. And, do anything. And, and the he thing about it, it, the thing about it though, is they know that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like as an NBA player, you know that. As a coach, you know that. So, so how do mistakes like that happen? Like that stuff they probably talked about all day long in film. How do you talk about that all day and then go out there and not do it? And I feel like in a heat of the moment with, with sports, it's a little different because there's definitely a lot of basketball that I watch. And I'm thinking, like, there's no way that they watch film before they came out here tonight. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a guy, every shot that he gets from deep is uncontested for the most part, right? We can all agree to that. He is a 32.5% three-point shooter in these playoffs. Let him shoot. <laughs> and and thirty two point five is actually not a terrible percentage. It's not awful. No, that's the, I mean, but that's... when you compare it against what he's shooting in the paint, he is seventy nine percent in the paint. And, hmm. and you got to remember, what that's shot only... do I want to give up? The that the... thirty. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. That thirty two percent is only because he don't want to shoot him that much. If he shot him, if you made him shoot him a lot, it'd be a lot lower. It'd be about 28 percent. Right. You know what I mean? I would on on my mama. I would, hey everybody. I promise you, if you take a step in front of the free throw line when Giannis has the ball, you are coming off the court. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Listen, and, and Bud I don't care offense, who you are, Bud office is so stagnant. Like it's not like he has any yeah. tricks up his sleeve. Bud exactly. is literally just Giannis. Make a play, or Drew, get Giannis on the cut, or or find somebody on the cut, Drew. When Giannis not in the game, like it's no, it's no, it's no offense really. Exactly, it's it's been it's been it's been very very interesting to watch that. But I mean, my I I've said Bucks and seven. I'm sticking by Bucks and seven um, because honestly and truly, the Phoenix fans, they're out of their minds. They're wonderful. They're great. Great atmosphere. But I think that we're, we've now hit the stage where everybody's kind of settled in and we see what we're going to get for folks for the most part. And I don't think that Drew Holiday is going to perform that bad again. But also, something got to be up with Devin Booker because in the middle of the third quarter, he went out and he played very sparingly after that. And he was not in major foul trouble. So I don't, I don't well, know. I think that was because they started the fourth quarter down – 20. 20. Yeah, they started. So I think, I think, I think Monty was like, all right, you played 40 minutes the last two games. Let's see if we make a run. If we get within 12, 13, maybe I'll put them back in. But they never got, they never came back either. So I mean, who knows? Who knows? We're going to see. So going forward for the rest of the series, are we all sticking with Bucks here? I'm sticking with Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I am. I I don't see, I don't, like I said, I had the Suns in five if Giannis didn't play, but not, I said, Giannis plays, I got Bucks in six. Honestly, after Giannis got his confidence and Middleton and Drew had a decent game, and Middleton's due. Don't don't if you look at all three series, Middleton has had a game where he went off. 
Hey, so listen, he's Kendrick due. He's due. Kendrick Perkins said that he's the Batman and Giannis is the uh-uh. robber. <laughs> no, no KP slander. He said that Giannis is the robber. No KP slander today because I, I'm feeling generous, but KP, carry on. Carry on. Hey, carry on. hey. <laughs> Hey, listen, I just, uh, again, I just want to know who your dealer is. I, I just want to know who your <laughs> dealer is because whatever they sell it should not be out here on the streets. If it got you thinking, oh, this guy dropped 36 one time, he's more valuable than the two-time MVP. I don't, it don't need to be on the streets. That's that bad sauce to have folks eating people's faces. And you can't eat, nah, won't need that on the streets, man. Won't hey, Blanco, Blanco, that, that under... That 220 under, it was a push. That score landed right on 220. I was so happy, man, for that part. Like, <laughs> hate to see it. Yeah, hate to see it. So, uh, when we look at when we look at uh, what's going on as far as the finals, one thing that these finals are affecting is the Olympics because Chris Middleton, uh, Devin Booker, and who else? I know it was three players. Uh, Drew Holiday. So. Drew Holiday have all agreed to go play for the Olympic team, and Lord knows they need the help. First of all, first of all, before I get into uh, the loss, let's take our hats off to uh, Nigeria's team. They played an excellent game. They shot. They had um, they had like five or six players shooting over 50 percent from the three. So let's let's start there. Like this is this was not a situation where America just completely fumbled it away. And Nigeria kind of was like, well, I mean, I guess. No, they went out there and won the game. So let's start there. Now, Team Nigeria had, um, they have one current NBA player in Al Farouk Amino. They have plenty of guys with NBA experience. They have plenty of guys with NBA experience, but only one guy uh, who is currently in the NBA in Al Farouk Amino. And then you put that up against uh, team USA, and somehow we took an L. Is this a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing? Um, I think that is both. And uh, to, to make sense of that, I think that is both because one, it's a whole lot of nothing. Because at the end of the day, Team USA, even though this is the most underwhelming team we've had, <clears throat> arguably since professionals have been able to play, I know that 2014. Um, didn't bring home gold. They brought home bronze. But at the same time, if you look at that team from a talent standpoint, it was a very talented uh team. They just didn't mesh well together. But I think if you look at this team, one, it's a lack of bigs, and it's a lot of big overseas players. Um, and then on top of that, um, on on top of that, this team is like. It's a lot of premier players that's made past Olympics that are, that's missing from this roster, but you can overlook that because Team USA is Team USA is still the most talented country when it comes to basketball. It's still it's still the most talented team in the Olympics by far. So you can say as much or nothing because when it comes down to the actual games that count towards you know placing a medal, team Pop USA, is coaching this year. Blanco Pop is coaching. Yeah, they, they have the ability to step it up and turn that switch with the, with the level of talent that they have on that team. The But on the same side of the coin, the reason why I think there's a lot of something is um, if you look at that specific game, it's not that Nigeria, um, they outplay USA that game, but you can't expect another team or Nigeria to have another game like that. They played almost perfect. They shot the lights out. 
and Team exactly. USA play very lethargic. But other teams that concern me are teams like Spain, teams like Argentina that have a similar level of talent as far as NBA experience goes. But it's a lot of guys that have been playing in the Olympics together for 20 years. There's a lot of guys that a lot of them play together during the season in the countries that they're in. And when you take into account that ball movement and the systems they already have in place, it could come down to an X's and O's things. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw USA take another loss. But with that talent, you can overcome things like X's and O's when it comes to those other countries. Luis Scola is still playing for Argentina after all these years, boy. Scola going to After all these years, Scola going to give you a good 12 and 10. That's what I'm saying, though. Those guys, in Ar- the Argentinas, the Spains, the, the starting power forward and center for Spain is Mark and Paul Gasol. Like, they've been playing together for 20 years. I, Mark and Paul Gasol have been playing together all their life. I mean, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure if you look at Team Spain, they starting lineup is probably Rubio, Rudy Fernandez, Wait, Serge, Paul, and is, Mark. I was just about to say, is Ibaka playing for them again? He Ooh, might be. They, bro, it's tough. been the same teams in those other countries playing together since since 2008 Olympics. Oh, my Lord. So, oh, my, oh, Lord. <laughs> it's going to get nasty. It's going to get nasty. Chris, what you thinking, man? Whole lot of something, whole lot of nothing. What's going on? Whole lot of nothing. Uh, a couple reasons, man. Team USA, for one, it was their first game playing after they played that tight season and the playoffs mm-hmm. came right up after that tight season. And to be honest, I think they was just out there trying not to get hurt that first game. It was just like, eh, we're going to go. We're going to play. Because they playing against Australia right now. They up 10 last I checked. But uh, they, they went out there and was just like, we, we don't want to get hurt. Basically, and and when you have that mentality, they could definitely flip it on and off. I think so. I'm not really paying too much into this, but I will say this: this is a lot less talent than we've seen in a while. But with Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard playing, I got like them two. Those are two of the best players in the NBA. So I'm not worried about them against players that aren't in the NBA. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not worried. The NBA is still the best league on the planet. And when you got two players that can go to the next level, like if KD and Dane really wanted to, they can go get 50 any night. You know what I mean? If Jason Tatum wanted yeah. to, he can go get 35, 40 any night. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Right, that's why I'm not really worried about it. So I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, right? This is a whole lot of something. And don't let nobody lie to you and tell you it's not. Let me tell you why it's a whole lot of something. At the end of the day, Talent, sure, it's important. It's it's very, very, very vital. However, there's a saying, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Now, again, like Josh said, Nigeria's team shot the lights out. However, they were helped by some very lackadaisical defense. They were helped by, all right, look, if you if you get beat by your man off the dribble, I'm gonna kind of slide into the paint a little bit. But after he kick it out, hey, if he make it, he make it. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I don't really, I don't know what y'all want from me. It's an exhibition for yeah. um, I mean, Nigeria had five NBA players, so they, they weren't a scrub team. Bottom. Right? That's what I'm saying. They they had they had. Oh, and Precious also plays for the Heat. Thank you for letting let me know that Blanco. Apologies. What you call it? Not in the league anymore. I was just uh looking Who, at the roster. Not Udo. Keep going. Keep going. His his name escaped me. But yeah, so I mean, this is this is a situation to me where I'm looking at. I mean, listen, you said that KD and Dame could get 50 anytime, right? 
That 04 team had AI, had um, had Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward of all time, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade. Listen, the only person on that team that was like young, young was LeBron. He was 19. Everybody else on that team, they okay, Carmelo, I'll throw him in there too because he was 20. Everybody else on that team, they was good and then they proms. They was Tim Duncan was 28. He was right at like, all right, you probably not gonna get no better than this, bro. Like, and that team, that team got booted by Manu Ginobili. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm I, I'm I, I not, hear you, I hear you, but uh, Manu ain't working through that door. I, listen, <laughs> I, I hear you. Manu ain't walking through that door. But also, KD went 4-13, which I don't think he'll do again. He missed some shots that, like, typically you don't expect him to miss. But we have never seen KD have to be the number one guy on the team for as long as he was with the Nets and then have to go play in the Olympics. Who knows? Who knows if he got 30 a game left in the tank? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm just saying. Hey, hey man, you seven foot, dribble like a point guard, shoot the three from deep. He can get 40 when it literally, it's, if KD felt like it, give me the ball, move out the way. He, it's simple. Simple. And, then, and remember, ain't that exactly what happened in 04? It was a whole lot of ISO ball. And it was right. and Gasol, the Gasol brothers was waiting at the rim like, I beg your pardon. But once again, <laughs> once again, that was that was the younger Saw brothers. They not walking through that door again. I don't that's see true. anybody that's, that's that 04 team actually played some pretty tough comp. Like if you really look back at it, that competition was pretty tough. Hey, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is this got all the makings of another 04 season. Sadiq Bay is on the team. I'm I mean, sorry. I, I I mean, I'm you got to remember. You got to remember. He made it only because them three players had COVID protocol. So that's why he got added to the team. Jeremy Grant is on the team, dog. He is not <laughs> on the team. With all due respect, this is not what we are used to seeing. We saw an Olympics team with Bron, Kobe, and D Wade, and they was all like, "Yo, I'm gonna take this other team heart." I want them to be. I want them to quit by the end of the first. I don't think these guys got it in them. So I'm. I'm saying this is a whole lot of something. But who knows? I could be wrong. We could watch America uh, team USA be up by forty in the third quarter of the gold medal game. We could also um, see him get put out. The name that was escaping me. Josh Kogi is in the league. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay so they so there. they had three players. They had three players. Did it? Wait, Chris, you said they have five. They have five? That's still on? Yeah, they got on, five. Is, they got is, five. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Four night in New Orleans still? No, he's in Pistons now. He with the Pistons now. Yeah, he with the Pistons. So, Jaleel Okafor is with the Pistons? Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, he, he, did, he didn't play a minute last night anyway, or a couple nights back anyway. So, I mean, mm. anywho. Yeah, so that's just, just a little tidbit there. But now we we got to move on because when we talk about Team USA, we talk about a big name. We talk about flashiness. We talk about are they really good as a unit, as a complete thing? Are they good? The same things can be said for Conor McGregor. 
And Conor McGregor hit that old the lean with it, rock with it on that on that uh, broken ankle of his. Josh, Josh is sitting there with the. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take it away, Josh, because you your face is saying a lot more than I ever could. Tell uh, us this. You've been saying that McGregor wasn't nothing for some time. Tell us why, this, and tell us did you see this coming? This segment does not uh, have to be long. I could have seen it coming. If you were betting, you put any amount of money down on Conor McGregor regardless if he was the underdog or regardless if he was the favorite, <clears throat> you deserve to lose that money. Um, let's go ahead and look through Conor McGregor's past fights <clears throat> as far as his MMA career goes. So he just lost to Dustin Poirier twice, um, which were both this year, which we, we both saw coming. Before that, he beat Donald, uh, the Cowboy Cerrone. Before that, he lost to Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov, which... I mean, he's arguably the greatest uh, lightweight of all time, so it's not a surprise. Before that, he beat Eddie Alvarez, and he beat uh, Nate Diaz. Uh, and then he lost Wait, to Nate was that Diaz when he before beat, that. Was that when he beat Diaz by decision? Yeah, and and that that mm. he, he didn't he didn't win that fight. Yeah, if you watch that fight, sure he didn't that. beat Diaz. That was around the time that McGregor was going off to do the whole Floyd Mayweather thing, and he was making the UFC a lot of money. So the UFC was going to lose a lot of money if if the judges said that Diaz was going to win that fight. Conor McGregor didn't win either fight against uh, Nate Diaz. And before that is when he was on his run, beat uh, Jose Aldo, Chad Mendez, Dennis Silver, um, and a young Dustin Poirier. But if you look at the the arc of Conor McGregor's career, um, he was never that supremely gifted in the ring or talented, in an octagon or talented to begin with. He had a mouthpiece and he could talk and he brought the UFC money, which is why he got propelled to these places. He was on the cover of two straight EA Sports UFC games. He um, was in that opportunity to be. He was in an opportunity to fight against Floyd Mayweather. He was able to make all that money for UFC. It was a give and take relationship. They were both helping each other out. Um, Conor McGregor is extremely talented when it comes to standing up. If you look at the time that he reigned over the lightweight division, it wasn't a lot of great stand-up um, artists in that division. The only person in there that could stand up was Donald Cerrone and um, Jose Aldo and Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier was very young. Jose Aldo was towards the end of his run, come, going up there in age. And Donald Cerrone, even though he wasn't that up there in age, he's had the most UFC fights out of any person in the history of UFC, literally. Um, yeah, Barboza. Barboza was talented standing up as well. But I think we're just seeing, um, I think we're just seeing what was going to happen inevitably, regardless if you think he got tired or he got fatigued or he got, you know, was the, the fame went to his head from the Mayweather and all the money. I think we're going to see this happen regardless. He, he lost to Diaz the first time. He got gifted the second fight to Diaz. And then after that, we didn't really see much from him because Habib beat him. Um, he beat Donald Cerrone, which I said had the most fights ever. So that was something that it, fighters fatigue is a thing. Nobody's going to have 50 fights and be able to stand in there. And then he lost back to back to Dustin Poirier, which uh, Dustin Poirier is a, a great fighter and he deserves. And I think he's going to be the undisputed champion come, I believe his next fight is September, if I recall correctly. But it's... It's just a matter of I'm glad that this whole thing is over and we can focus on the sport of MMA. We're going to see Conor McGregor hey, come back. It? I was just about to say. No, it, it, we're, 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 we're going to see him come back. We're going to see him come back. But is is the 
basically we're grasping for straws as far as like how much money he can draw and how much of a mouthpiece. And we're going to see him get put in these prominent positions. And I guarantee if, if you want to make money off the facts over X podcast, we've made you money before and we, we have to charge a consultation fee. We if you have. want to make more money anytime that Craig, Conor McGregor comes back in the future and they put him up against any premier opponent um, trying to sell the fight, bet your money against McGregor. His, his best of days is behind him. The best part of his game was his stand-up. He's slower. There's a lot of people that's amazing on the ground in that division. And we saw what happened when he tried to switch up his offense just slightly, and he came with the, with a couple of leg kicks that his legs wasn't prepared for. People that, that's not involved in MMA or don't practice the sport don't know how important that is to the sport. But i tell you one thing. Out of all of my years of practicing MMA, I would rather have my shoulder pop out of place. I would rather get punched in the face than get hit with a leg kick. It's the most painful thing that you'll feel doing mixed martial arts. And he just wasn't prepared for that. That I don't think that was a part of his game plan. I don't think that is his ankles and his shins were probably conditioned for that. And I think just his speed and the age and whatever his training regimen is at this point in his career, because, you know, that hunger is gone. Poirier was just able to telegraph him that easy and they weren't even full checks on the leg kicks and that still happened to him so regardless when we see McGregor come back in the future I think this whole thing is done I think at the, at this point it's, uh, the performance is not there with the whole trick and pony show I think it's just that at this point You know Josh is our, our uh, master of mixed martial arts as well as the master of mixed master so we're not going to get too much more into the details of the fight but Joe Rogan laying down next to McGregor and giving him the interview. Chris, is that the most savage thing that you've seen in sports <laughs> in 2021 so far? Is there anything that we've seen that's like as ostentatiously like, bro, relax. That is unnecessary. Hey, listen, listen. He was like, oh, you're going to do this interview. You're you going to do, do this interview. You're going to do this interview. Yeah, so Connor, what happened, man? Talk to him. Did y'all see like, the post-fight interview? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. I saw it on the YouTube. What 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 fight was Conor McGregor taking place in when he thought that he was winning? I I don't know. You know, I, I just got a couple <laughs> questions for you, guy. Uh, do you think Conor McGregor prime is over with, like completely? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then yes, do, no, we do you, we just saw him get the shine. I don't think his prime was ever that high. I think we just got to see him shine because at the yeah, time that he was running everything, the lightweight division wasn't that strong. My my, my question, my next question is though. You know, when Conor Greer was at his peak, we didn't really see him in the media as much. I think he really just out there trying to maximize the amount of money he can make for the rest of his career now. Because if you think about it, he's in the media every five minutes now. Like, he wasn't... Remember, like, his first 10 fights, he wasn't in the media as much. I mean, at this point, he's become a master of maximizing the hype on fights and maximizing money. And before... Uh, one he couldn't do that as much because the name wasn't there, and then also based off the fights, the performance was there to kind of back it up as well. Yeah, because I mean, when he fought Floyd in the box match, yeah, I know that's not his sport, but when he fought Floyd, he he still looked like he had a lot left in the tank, and that wasn't super long. It was a while ago, but it wasn't like you know what I mean. It wasn't but super we, long. Now wait a minute, we also got to understand that that Floyd was not like that was right, right. It wasn't prime Floyd. He yeah. wasn't training for Canelo. Now, I'll tell you that much. He wasn't training for Canelo in that, in that fight. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. A whole I, I, different... I get that, but I mean, I think I think Connor is just really just trying to get as much money as he can because he know he's about to retire soon. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's yeah. what this fight was about, really. It was just about him like 
trying to see if he still got it. You know what I mean? It was a test for himself. I'll, I'll tell you this. He struck while the iron was hot. He got off all the bread that he needed to get off. Go on and ride off into the sunset, bro. Stop. Like, Man. you you've done everything you need to do. Don't don't tarnish your legacy you know, if you he, don't have to. He, he I'm gonna tell you about the money too. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something. Number one, Joe Rogan, you're a sick man. You're a sick, sick man. <laughs> because I remember when he interviewed who was a boy that always getting whooped on by John Bones Jones? Uh, uh, uh Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Cormier, yeah, Cormier. When he interviewed Cormier when he was crying, I was just like. You a different breed, Joe. You a different... This man that you interview breaks people's faces for a living. And he is very <laughs> emotional. And you're just walking up to him. How did John do this to you? Bro, what is you on, my baby? Nah, I, I might knock you out. I might... What you, what's, what's going on here? Um, but anywho, I, I really... I really and truly am, am just like... Connor was a, a great beneficiary of the Great White Hype Syndrome. We all know what what happens when there is um, certain athletes. It only is is bestowed on certain a certain uh, few. They have the ability to like if you're half decent at what you do and you talk a lot, people are going to love you forever. For example, people are still swearing like, oh, Johnny Manziel got a raw deal in the NFL. Tim Tebow got a raw (laughs) deal in the NFL. Tim Tebow got a raw deal. I know you're talking about the same Tim Tebow that went from the Broncos to the Jets to the Patriots to the Eagles now to the Jaguars as a position that nope, he has nope. never played. You 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 forgot to the MLB trying to go to the MLB. oh yes yes to the MLB <laughs> to the MLB. I'm just I, I mean there's so many guys there's so many guys oh and Blanco you're right Ronda Rousey is another one that yep. she. She also benefited from the Great White Hype Syndrome. All you got to do. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Um, she she went through the whole thing in UFC. Again. I went back I went back and watched those last two fights she had when she got knocked out. I, I guess the UFC was still in this whole thing with the women's division where it was still news. They were still like gaining talent. But I don't know how Ronda Rousey was on top for that long. Her striking ability is... It it looked like it looked like it was amateurs out there. It like it like she was an amateur out there. Oh, it looked like it was an amateur, not amateurs, because the pros. <laughs> yeah, up. and and amateur. Yeah, but I just thought it was funny how she quit that and went to do uh, WWE, and then they had her lose her belt in that, and she decided to quit that too, as if like it's not scripted. I just think that's hilarious. Oh God, you hate to see. It. You hate to see. It. Again, I would I would love to see Christian Leitner, another one in the NBA for quite some time. Based off what. He could talk and people like hating him. Like that's yeah. that's literally it. So I mean, I you know, we we gonna move on past that. But it's 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 always a beautiful thing talking. Actually, no, we're not gonna move past the great white hype syndrome, because that's gonna buy into our next point here, which is about why the MLB is having such a hard time marketing players. As Stephen A. Smith said, <clears throat> you've got a Mike Trout and a Bryce Harper, those types of guys need to be the face of the league. Well, uh, Bryce Harper left the Nationals and they won a chip the very next year. Mike Trout, I 100% agree. He is, he's he's uh, Captain America just with a baseball jersey on and for whatever reason, they can't market him. However, Shohei, Shohei Otani is out there doing his best Babe Ruth impression. You got Fernando Tatis Jr. smacking everything that comes his way. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. said, hey, Dad, I can do everything you can do just a little better. So, I mean, 
this is a situation where we're looking at the MLB and we're asking, who's going to be the face? Who's going to be the next guy? Because y'all two are big into baseball. I'm big into just sports news and like the whole marketing deal. And I've always wondered why baseball has not done a better job. I mean, I get it. The last guy that was truly primetime TV was probably Jeter. Jeter, Jeter, Jeter. And then before him, it was Barry Bonds. And like, I get it. Everybody loves to hate Bonds. Jeter, I don't quite understand why he wasn't. As big of a thing, but like, Jeter was that deal. I mean, Jeter was was a big deal, but at the same time, Jeter wasn't cross sports like how LeBron is. Like you know, LeBron regardless of sport. I think that came down to style of play. Mm, Okay, when when it comes to baseball, if 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 it's a casual person that's watching baseball, they want to see four hundred foot bombs. They want to see these like big grandiose plays. And Jeter was a was a you know he was a contact guy. He was number two in the lineup. He'd get you you know, 325, win a gold glove and still a couple of bases. He wasn't he, he wasn't a Bonds, Maguire, right, Sosa, right, that era yeah. kind of guy. And you so gotta remember what, what does baseball have to do to market these superstars better? What is not you got, happening? You, you gotta remember about baseball. Um, for one, the uniform ain't as flashy as like a basketball uniform. You know what I mean? Yep. So for one, you really can't really do nothing to a uniform because all you're gonna have pretty generic baseball pants because, you know, you slide and stuff in them. So you got to have pretty, pretty nice material and you can't really design it out because it's like, it's a, it's illegal. And, and Hey, I'll say pitcher, this, you know what I mean? Andrew McCutcheon looked pretty good in that uh, Phillies throwback. He looked pretty good in that joint with the bandana yeah. and the shades. Yeah. And he yeah. looked good. Yeah. But, but Andrew you got to remember. Some of the, you need to contact the Space Jam monsters because that man. They took his time. We know. We know. Uh, he's older. He's older now too. But um, but baseball is one of the sports. It's like you can't really be flashy because like one player can't dominate. Like you can't just have one player. Like even if you hit the cycle or you hit three home runs in a game, your team could still lose. Like baseball is that one sport you can't just wake up and say I'm gonna go try baseball. Like baseball is strictly repetition after repetition after repetition. You know what I mean? It's it's a sport that a lot of people don't know much about. It's a sport that you have to really, really practice your craft to be good at. So, for one, that makes it less popular. And when you have a less popular sport, it's hard to find you a face because popularity comes from the fans and who they choose to follow. Like, you don't really have to say somebody's the face of the NBA. The fans kind of pick who the face of the NBA is. You know what I mean? Like, LeBron came into his own, so now he's the face of the NBA. You know what I mean? Right. After LeBron, it's going to be who's the next best thing. You know what I mean? But but hear me out, though. Hear me out, though. With LeBron, a little bit of that was generated by the media. Like yeah, they were 100%, playing, 100%. 100%. Remember, remember, when we were kids now, I had that stolen cable. What channel was SportsCenter on that, uh, on the stolen Comcast? I want to say it was like 31 or 26. It was something like that. It was, it that was, was the channel. It was 20. It was 26. 31 was ESPN News. Ah, okay. 26 so, was the regular ESPN. So I'm 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 tuned in now. I'm like, I remember I was like seven, eight at the time. LeBron is playing Oak Hill, and I'm like tuned in. Like, oh, this guy, <laughs> he can't be that good. Oh, this guy. Like, as if seven-year-old me knows something about hoops. And it just manifested itself because he was really good. Can the MLB do that with a guy where they're like, wow. hey, we're going to follow his career track, and he's going to dominate all through and through. See, but I think the onus right here is on the people 
and the player itself to become the face of the league. What Major League Baseball needs to do is make the they they need to make baseball cooler. Mm. Is no more unwritten rules, you say? Right. It's the, it's <laughs> their job. <laughs> it's their job to make baseball cooler. What I mean by that is stop with the whole unwritten rules thing. Stop with He's the whole on a pitch at three one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every time a, a player does something that's out of the norm or does a bat flip or anything like that, they try their absolute best to shut it down. Um, mm-hmm. So I think if they brought in the overall appeal of baseball more, it would be easier for a player to step to, to fill those shoes and, and make baseball or, or at least become that cross, you know, platform kind of person. Cause if you look at, you know, the past, every person that was really a star in baseball, most of the things that we heard about them or most of the things that we seen them was not centered around the, the the sport of basketball. I mean, the sort of the sport of baseball, if you know what I mean. Like, for example, Derek Jeter, we saw him a lot of places outside of baseball. Who is Derek Jeter dating? Uh, Derek Jeter is popping up on this sitcom. King Griffey Jr. is popping those, uh, up on this com. So I think that if they uh, raise the cachet of the MLB period, it could give more of these players a, a mainstream appeal because you can't center their popularity around them being a good baseball player. Because at the end of the day, although I love baseball, no, you know, casual viewers turning on the TV and watching a nine inning baseball game, regardless of, you know, how exciting one player is. Cause at, at the very least, you only seeing them bat three to five times a game right, right. over That's the course of two and a half hours. So, yeah. Yeah, uh-uh. Ken Griffey was my guy, boy. That, oh my god, he, he was primetime <laughs> TV for sure. I had a pair of Griffies. I ran them joints into the dirt. I was wearing them everywhere, boy. Anyway, go ahead, Chris. Uh, you got to remember too, sponsorship plays a lot. Derek Jeter mm. really took over the league when he got that Jordan sponsor because y'all remember he had the Concord cleats. I don't know if y'all remember that he had the uh, the cool gray cleats. Derek Jeter really took the lead by storm when he got signed by Jordan because Jordan Jordan marketed him. They made it right. cool to, you know, rock Jordan brand cleats. You know what I mean? Then when you go, I play baseball at Cavs, play baseball for me to high school. That was the new thing. Like, oh, man, you got some Jordan cleats, man. Man, you, you killing the game. You know what I mean? But once again, that, that goes back to my earlier point. You can't really jazz up baseball because – it's unpredictable where the ball's gonna go. Like if, if one person was making a play every play, baseball might be, you know, you'd be able to find a face. You know what I mean? Or if somebody was hitting a home run every inning, you know what I mean? It's some innings that go three up, three down, both sides, mm-hmm. top and bottom yeah. of the inning. So it's really hard. Like uh, the struggles in baseball come out a lot more. You know what I mean? Like right, you won't find a player in the MLB bat over five hundred. So that means they're they're gonna they're gonna. Over 400. 350. Some, <laughs> rare, rarely, rarely you will see over 350. It's been a couple of years where somebody bet it slightly above 350. But that being said, it means only 30% of the time they're really going to get on base. You know what I mean? Or they're right. going to really get a hit. So you're going to see a lot more failure. In it and people don't, you know, failure doesn't sell at all. I, I feel it. I feel it. I'm just, I, I am really concerned because they're, there's this thing that always happens whenever like people talk about baseball that everybody tries to use every excuse in the world when the reality is just make your sport cool, make your sport fun. Stop letting pitchers have three and a half days between pitches. 
Get up there. Hit them with the the fifteen second free throw rule or something. You get make it make the game go by faster, okay? Because like this is like you said, nobody is about to watch that game to be like, oh look, Nick Swisher is about to. Hit. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't Nick know Nick Swisher. When the last time you watched baseball? That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. That's my point. Hey, low key though, get a zip. Brent Gardner still playing. Brent Gardner still true. playing. He but was about you, to say you, Joe Mauer next. But you see my point, Dustin Pedroia. Look at that. Yo, yo, when I tell names. y'all Joe Mauer and and Justin Moore, no, I had like the deepest hate in my heart for those two men. I hated playing Minnesota. Like I wanted to, I wanted to fight Joe Mauer with my hands. Like that's see, see. <laughs> I hated and, Joe Mauer. But you know what? And and that that is another thing that I don't think that the MLB does a good enough job of. You got to create some villains. That's that's part of the game. Yeah, and I was about to say to a white hat. There has to be a black hat. They have no black to, hats. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. It's a lot of talented brothers with some swag. In the minor leagues. It's a lot of them. I know some of them. It's a guy named Sterling that played in Southfield. He's in the league now. He's in the minor league team. Got some swag. It's a, it's a lot of them in the minor league that Listen, you can bring up. Tim they, Anderson should have been that person. I say I say that these young boys completely disregard these rules. I remember, I think, was it was it Tatis that hit a 3-1 homer and then apologized after the game or something Yeah, like it was that? Fernando Tatis. Nah, bro, nah. You should have went in that press conference and said, I'll do it again, and I'm going to do it again <laughs> after that. And guess what's going to happen after that when I get 3-1? I'm going to hit another homer, you dorks. Now leave me alone. Like, that's what he should have said. Because at the end of the day, in football, imagine saying, so you go over throwing the ball in the fourth quarter, and and why did you moss that DB like that? Man, we shouldn't have done it. You know, it's a part of the game that we probably shouldn't have did. But, nah, in football, hey, stop me. Stop me. Especially <laughs> wide receivers. And I don't, know when that, I don't know when that 3-1 rule had got put into play because back in my playing day, because if you was a hitter, Coach Black, he throw you some some juiciness down that plate. Three one, you you better hit him with all your might. You you can Let swing for the fences on that pitch. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Football and basketball are naturally disrespectful sports. I'm surprised that Joe Rogan they slid up to a quarterback after a sack. Yet. <laughs> How you feel on the ground, bro? How, like what's going on? No, you're down here. Aaron Donald just got you. What's what's going on? Because that's that's part of the game. Baseball got to let these players be who they are. They got to let the players yeah, who love to shine, who love to dance. I I heard the term pimp a home run for the first time recently, and I said, wow, what an awful term, number one. But number two, <laughs> it was like it was a young man that hit a home run to uh, tie up. He tied up the uh, conference championship game in college. And like the he was like he he did a backflip and he was going off to his dugout and you know all the extras and the umpire came out like move along move along and I'm like oh no somebody might be having fun Jesus oh, Christ that, baby. this is baseball man we follow the unwritten rule tradition is just peer pressure from dead people let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Let these new boys rock. Go ahead and be yourself. Tatis, hit all the home runs you want. Otani, use whatever interpreter you want. Because guess what? If your ERA drop below three and you keep hitting home runs like this, young man, young man, let me tell you something. They're going to be, hey, hey, um, we're Jordan Brand. We want you to wear the cool Gary cleats. Uh, we, we got some bread 11s for you, too. Um, just, just come with us. We, we'll take care of it. <laughs> Listen, forget these rules. Do it the way y'all want to do it because 
Yeah, the league ain't gonna play pay. a big part. Yeah, the sponsorship play. Like, think about it. Chris Paul was when Chris Paul first left the Rockets in OKC. Everybody thought he was done. But more and more State Farm commercials came. Oh my God! You, know you can't what I mean? see a State Farm commercial. You can't Florida. see it without Chris Paul now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just think, just think if uh, if back back in his day, McCutcheon. Let's see. Let's say McCutcheon was doing State Farm commercials for the MLB. You know what I mean? Everybody know who that is. Pistons. Chris Paul in so many State Farm commercials. I saw a State Farm commercial without Jake from State Farm that Chris Paul was in. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> How you replace wow, him, Jake? I'll tell you this much. What give me a sponsor that the MLB has? Mm. Serious I mean, question. They got they got a lot of them, but Wait, I mean, I, I know some because I play MLB the show every day and I watch that, Tigers games, even though they continue to break my heart. But I, I think we'll be but, all right. They got they got like wine sponsors. They don't got they like got like waters? Wait, water they don't they don't have Pepsi. Sponsors. Pepsi ain't yeah. sponsoring them. They got like um, hospital, like the Tiger Detroit Medical Center is one of their their sponsors. DMC, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, they got a lot of so, local advertisers, but I'm I'm saying though, like, how much would it change if you just had one sponsor and you just threw, uh, if you threw a star on there? That's because what I'm it's, it's not that's like the, the reason yeah, that like, basketball is the number one sport when it comes to like marketability. It's because you got all of these recognizable people when you're able to to market them that easy and and. Baseball is the same thing. You can't do it with football because, you know, it's helmets on their head 90% right. of the time that you see them. But, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's so many players in the MLB that's talented, and then also it's easy to market. It's not like you – it's not like – they would be easy to market because it's not oh, like man. it's a thing where it's, it's it, basketball. And you're like, maybe we can't market this person because, like, we don't know how to get a, a seven-foot-three person across on the screen. Or, you know, this dude playing football. Maybe people not, might not always be welcome to a dude that's 400 pounds and, like, he'll rip your head off. Baseball has a lot of marketable players Let me out tell there you something. very well. Bryce Harper is the most natural black hat that I've ever seen in my life. He is the. I don't even know him. Like I don't know anything about why the Nationals fans dislike him so much. And I'm like, it makes sense. He has a very dislikable face. Mike Trout. <laughs> Mike Trout is super white hat. He's super white hat. He just looks like he's the type of guy. To, yeah, I grew up on a farm and I drank a gallon of dairy milk every day. Like he just <laughs> looks like that type of guy. Tim Anderson. You telling me that you wouldn't want to wear something that Tim Anderson is 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 trying to sell? Come on right. now. Come on now. I mean, like, listen, some of these guys, yeah, they kind of corny, of course. But every sport has really corny guys. That's okay. Ain't enough brothers. Ain't enough brothers in there, man. I'm telling you. You need some brothers. (laughs) Even if you look at the NBA, it's plenty of corny brothers. But guess what? Some of them still the ones getting the biggest deal. Zion is a cornball through and through. Look at his contracts. Look at Best thing I ever heard somebody say, Zion walked like he got quarters in his pocket. <laughs> hey, listen, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is the MLB needs to do a better job of marketing these folks. And I'm I'm not going to incriminate anybody or call anybody out, but I got a great friend that works in the uh, MLB media office and they pitched some absolutely wonderful ideas for getting players out there and, and giving individual players exposure. And they're like, yeah, but no, this is. We want it to be about the game. And it's like, your game is boring. Your game is very boring. <laughs> now, that young man who's got four arms like bricks and continues to hit everything 30 feet over the fence, 
That guy is who you need to make it about. But anywho, we know y'all y'all tired of us talking about the great white hypes and talking about the finals and talking about my leg. So come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,